You are listening to episode 63 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hey there, friends. Today's topic is one I have not discussed before, but is being drawn from some recent experiences I've had in my own life and in conversations with some of my clients. It has to do with the topic of legacy and how to think about building yours. Last week, I returned to my hometown to attend a funeral for the father of my best friend from childhood. We've known each other since we were eight. They had six kids in their family. Everybody from the town loved to go over to their house, spend time, hang out after school, and that included me. Her father, who passed away, was an amazing man, and I don't say that lightly. He lost his wife when she was 49 to breast cancer, and this left him continuing to raise his six children alone. He never remarried. He did this on his own. And as I listened to his children talk about their deep and loving experiences with him, he carried on a very successful law practice. He he obviously did a very good job of leaving a legacy. And I thought to myself as I held this picture of them, and there were 27 children, grandchildren, and spouses that he left behind. I thought to myself, good golly, what a legacy he leaves. And this got me thinking, as family and friends were connecting and sharing stories, what will your legacy be? What will they remember you by? How will you have impacted? What legacy do you want to leave when you go? Now, this might not be a topic that you think about often, maybe one you want to avoid, but hang with me here because I know that this can help and I know it can help because the research says that it can. Research shows that reminding people about death actually motivates them to consider their legacy and causes them to act in the present in ways that are going to benefit the future generations. So this idea of starting with the end in mind is hardly a new concept. We do it with goals and visions and things. Stephen Covey was one who, I think it's his second principle in his book of the seven habits of highly effective leaders. But we, it's just not new. It's, we, we, we understand it, but often we're so busy doing what is right in front of us, you know, taking care of the to do's of t- today that we don't pause to harness the power of applying the concept and certainly not applying it to the entirety of our life, right? What many philosophers have said in one version or another is that at the end of our life, when we sit there on our last day, what we want to know is that we lived fully, that we loved boldly, and that we mattered. 
We want to know that we made a difference, a positive impact in the lives of others. That is that we led, in essence, a purposeful life. If that is a universal desire, I think to myself, it seems that deliberately approaching it as opposed to using hope as a strategy is our way to go, right? And as a leader, someone who serves, you leaving a legacy is one of the most powerful things you can do because it enables you to continue to use your gifts to impact well after you're gone. In this episode, I'm going to share some ways for you to get your arms around the idea of your legacy, how to identify yours in a practical, actionable way. It seems to me this is the very first step in living a very deliberate and fulfilling life because it's the foundation. And when it's done in the right order, it comes before writing your vision or writing your goals. And certainly It comes before your weekly plan or your list of to-dos. The idea of your legacy and how it is that you matter when you go and what you've left behind is actually really, really important, but it isn't something that's often discussed. I mean, imagine getting to the end of your life and being hurried and busy and having worked really hard, but having run up the wrong doggone mountain. That would be dreadful. Am I right? So the opportunity to sit back and reflect and take a snapshot or get a clarity around what it is that you desire for them to say on your last day is really important and profound. So I decided I'm going to share with you a few ingredients to you leaving a legacy, to you thinking about how to build yours and to do it in an easy way. I think it's something that seems can seem just, you know, when you're looking at the masterpiece of your life, that can be very daunting. I like simple. I'm going to try to put it to you simply. A few things to think about before you begin to identify that is simply, I think, 101. Remember that you're going to die someday. It's not now. It's when, yes, it's not something that we should want to talk about or or think about always because we want to live, right? And that's where our attention and focus should be. And that's a good thing. But like I said, the research shows that when we think about death, it does motivate us to consider life in a bigger way. I love Steve Jobs' quote, and I think it really says it best I I go back to it personally for myself, that remembering that I'll be dead soon is the most important tool I've ever encountered to help me make the big choices in life. Almost everything, all external expectations, all pride, all fear of embarrassment or failure, these things just fall away in the face of death, leaving only what is truly important. That's juicy. That backs up the research. Yes, you can get research, but when you feel it in your bones, nothing matters when you're facing death. I mean, all of those things can fall away. So first of all is remembering you will die. 
someday. That helps you in wanting to leave and, and, and to begin this identification and building of your legacy. The second thing to think about is what has the previous generation done for you? What did you have or that was given that was meaningful? That can be even from your family. It can be outside of your family. What are things that you admire that other people that you see who've already passed that have, have are bringing to the game or did bring to the game that are still continuing on? The third thing to consider is what do you want to continue after you're gone? What is that unique thing that you have to offer, that impact that you have to make that you want to continue? And how will they remember you? This week, one of my clients said that he had self-assigned him the exercise of writing three sentences for his eulogy. And it reminded me of something I did long ago in an exercise that I had been brought to my attention to and, and that I found really fruitful when I sat down. Now, this was done some time ago. So it's something that I am planning to do again as I have take a week off shortly here. That time for some introspection, for stepping away from backing off and, and being able to do this. And I'm going to share it with you right now. It comes in three parts. It's probably one of the easiest ways to consider really what it is and starting with the end in mind. And it, it begins with the first, I would say, bucket or step, which is to write maybe five sentences that you think your partner or your colleagues or your kids would write for your eulogy if it was written for you today. What would they say you made them feel? What would they say that you added? What would they say about your impact? Once you've done the first step, the better part of this exercise is to write the eulogy that you're going to have, your ideal one, the one that describes who you were as a person. What would you like people to say about you? What have you achieved? What added meaning and fulfillment to you even? What do you want people to remember most about you? Who do you want those people to be that are remembering you? How do you want them to feel? Remember, I love Maya Angelou's quote, it doesn't matter what you do or say, it's how they feel when they think about you. They won't remember the other things, but how did you make them feel? as a result of those things that you did? What, what, what did that inform them or tell them of? What are you most proud of? You know, when you get to the end and your spirit is watching your funeral, what is it that you're hearing when you're a fly on the wall? What are they saying? You know, what do you want them to be saying? That's what this second step is about. I love the question, if you won an award, what kind of award would you want that to be? The third part, so there's only three steps, let's keep this really simple, is to notice the difference between the two. Between your eulogy that someone else wrote, if it was written today, and your second, which is your ideal, and identify what part of what you noticed is beckoning your attention. What are the gaps what is it that you see that more attention, focus, deliberate decision and action and planning needs to be done 
to fulfill that? And do you currently have that identity on a day-to-day basis? Are you that person today? Or is it you're becoming that person? Are you on a trajectory of becoming that person? I was talking with a man yesterday who has a successful career by traditional standards, but it isn't where he wants to end. It's not how he knows there's more to him, them. He gets, he can be satisfied by his work, but he knows it doesn't bring him clear joy. And this is something through our time working together over the past couple of years is that he's open to having his work be work that he so enjoys and that serves others. And that's part of his journey and approach right now. And through our conversations, he's identified what it is that does exactly this, and he is turning it into his profession. And while he will, you know, like I said, he does things that make him satisfied now, he ultimately wants to be able to do work that he loves and that serves, bottom line. And as we spoke, he realized that his highest joy is the power of connecting individuals through the function whatever that function is. And that's what I think we have to understand. It's like, you can have a lot of different functions. You could be, you could be a plumber and you can be a, a middle management leader. You can be a, um, a flight attendant. You can be anything and be able to still serve and fulfill a legacy through it. It doesn't matter so much what your function what your function is as much as what is it that you're delivering while you're doing it and being clear of what that is. That ultimately becomes your compelling why. Your your point, right? Your point of purpose, I guess. He realized that by getting down to what he wanted his legacy to be is that he had a compelling reason that would help him when things got tough or that would point him to his true north when there were things were struggling. He knew why he was going to do it. He knew what it, when it helps make decisions on a daily basis when you know what your legacy is that you want to lead. I often say that hope is not a strategy. And right now you are in the beginning of your most definitive decade. That's the way I see it. You get to rewrite the story. And that story ends with what it is that you contribute. And my encouragement here, when you think of legacy, is to really think bigger about who you are and the contribution that you intend to make to the world. I encourage you to think bigger about those because they have a ripple effect. And when you're deliberate about them, what, where you put your attention is what expands. My want for you is that if you're listening to this in the midst of a spring break or you return from one at home or you are simply hanging at home still, take some time away. Grab a pen, a journal, and think about the end. Be bold and courageous and risk-taking enough to say, you know, when I step away, what do I know for sure? I want the the end to look like. How do I want to feel on that day? What will I be so proud of and acknowledge myself for? Start with the end in mind. There's a couple things that happen when you do and you work from that vision of that legacy. First, you will be directed to new ideas and actions to 
take to support the creation of it. It just happens like that. That is brain science. That is not really philosophy or hope. When you get specific, and it can be only a few words or it can be several sentences, because there might be different areas of your life that you're focused on, what will happen is that you will immediately have new ideas and creations and solutions for making it so. The second is because your legacy has everything to do about serving others, you will immediately feel lifted and inspired because that's what happens when we give to others. I said in one of my last podcasts, either last week or the week before, that the most advanced way of helping others or actually of helping yourself is to help others. That's, that's what happens. It's just, it's the energy is a, a give and receive. They actually are the same thing. When we give, we receive. And thinking about your legacy, identifying what it is that you want to contribute to others, it's going to do that right away. The third thing is, is that you will immediately feel a sense of calm and groundedness, knowing that you are craftsmen of a, a masterpiece that you're deliberately doing something, that you're, you're, you've got a vision that day by day you're building your purpose. You're contributing a drop in the ocean of your masterpiece and that you're successfully living out your purpose, right? I believe depression and hopelessness and sadness comes from our not being clear about and living our purpose and living that contribution making a difference and making um, what matters. We have nothing but the moment that we're in right now. But occasionally it is good to pick our head up and look at where we intend to land our plane, right? If we are we are just continually cruising down the runway, occasionally we have to look at where it is that we want to land or stop. One more ingredient to leaving a legacy that I think of and – I think any truly remarkable legacy is left by someone who is joyful as they created it. You know, no one wants to know that they, that, that others, that people suffered while they got there or didn't enjoy what they were creating. So remember to enjoy the journey, love the approach, do the work and surrender the results. Let go of your attachment to it having to happen. If you find yourself getting anxious while thinking about it, It means that you are too attached to the results and that you're measuring yourself still on your value based upon what it is that you churn, what it is that you grind out, right? And that's just domestication that's come and is false and backwards living. To know me is to know that I'm a huge country fan. I'm a huge country music fan. I remember as a young kid listening to the only stations that we got in our big wood paneled station wagon where a AM radio played and country just seemed to dominate on those. One of the songs in today's world is by Dan and Shay and it is about, it's not if, it's how they'll remember you. Did you stand? Did you fall? Did you make them laugh? Did you make them cry? Did you sit back or did you take risks? These are all of the things that you get to decide. And it is the brave, it is the open-minded, it's the courageous, it's the passionate, it's the purposeful who 
are clear about what they feel and what they want others to feel on their last day. Research shows that people feel better in the face of death if they're part of something that will live on after them. Ultimately, your legacy is all you got. Think about how you want to be remembered by other people and act on what you decide. Certainly, if you need help, you know where to find me. And I trust that this is going to be your best and most definitive and contributive and impactful decade yet. I can't wait to be a part of the world that you create and that we create when you do. I look forward to seeing you in the same place, same channel next week. Take care and have a really delightful, introspective, and purposeful week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. 